But I think that the, well, Rob, the, this is a, this the, is a long way for you to avoid just saying that you're bigoted against robots. This is true. You don't, you know, because this, because we joke, but this is going to become a serious thing. I want and I want y'all to mark this, cut this piece of the pocket, mark it. That I predict this. In the next ten years, it's going to be a problem. All right, welcome back. BS with Brian Simpson, episode fifty-two. We're back. I'm fresh out. I'm fresh back from Seattle. All sold out. All the shows. Um, that's a milestone for me. Um, I have no idea why my fan base in Seattle is so involved, <laughs> but they came out that motherfucker. Um, yeah, so sold out to all the shows. And then, and then the ATM ate my check, which is, which never happens. I don't think I've ever had a problem with it mechanically with an ATM. Until that recently. sounds like something that happened like in the '90s when that shit was new. Like that doesn't right, seem right. Well, but you know what though? This was an ATM that was. It was in an area where clearly nobody was depositing checks. You know what I'm saying? It was like one of those. <laughs> yeah. It was one of them joints where it was like, in, in hindsight, it was like that that, that check, the check eating mechanism. That shit probably hasn't been utilized in quite some time. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it it saying. at first it said it couldn't read it and it tried to give it back to me, but it got stuck. And then after I didn't take it, you know, because I couldn't, it just ate that shit up, and I had to call this number, and they're like, we have to do an investigation, you know. So we'll see how that works out. Um. So Rob, we were we were in the middle off camera talking about relationships, right? Rob thought it was interesting because I said I I don't I would not tell my friend if I'm friends with both of them. I would not tell my my friend if their significant other was cheating on them. You know, I don't think that's none. Of, I don't think that's none of my business. Because you know, because I and I'm and I'm saying that from experience. I've been in that situation before, a few times actually, and it always ends up backfiring on you. You know. Yeah. So, so I mean, the best I could do is I would make them tell you. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think that's the right that's the right move. Like, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, maybe like if you were about to make some, if you about to pass some point of no return. Like you were, you, you, because, because here's the other thing. I think most of the time when people are getting cheated on, they, they are at least subconsciously aware of it. You know, like it's just, it's something that they don't want to see, but it's right in front of them. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you're a good partner, it's like you, you, you know, your significant other well enough. That all the little changes in their behavior required for them to be cheating, you you have to notice those. You understand what I'm saying? Some people hide it very well. Some, I mean, some yeah, some people are diabolical with it, but most of the time it's just you not you just don't want to see it. Like, and I mean, I mean, all the little things like, you know, you start noticing little things like, oh, they usually come, you know, they come in home. 10 minutes later, they, you know, they tired in situations where they normally wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like you, I mean, at least women are real good at putting all this little shit together, you know, but it's like all those little things mean something like you, if your if your partner just starts acting even a little different in a whole bunch of different situations, it's like something is up and you don't want to see it. 
It's just like when people tell me, you know, when people break up with somebody and they go, they were abusive and they were this and they were that. And it's like, they was all that shit when you first met their ass. You're not, you <laughs> didn't, don't act like you got caught off guard. You know, you just ignored all the little red flags because you was in, you were infatuated. You know, it's the same I've known, thing. I've known, I've known, I've known people who have been in bad relationships before and th- like abusive relationships and their partner put up a good front for the first however many months of the relationship. Oh yeah. People can people, but, but, but you know what though? You can't, what I'm saying is you can't wear your mask indefinitely. It's exhausting. And every now and sure. then there'll be a crack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a motherfucker go, sure. what? And you go, oh uh, yeah, he just had a couple drinks or whatever. You know, and then and then two years later, when he's slapping the shit out you, you act like it's out the blue. But what if they grew up with each other, like high school sweethearts? Because people change as they get older. Oh, like so they've known each other for a long time, and this person's never exhibited any behaviors. And then their career allows but them. Does, but how does that happen? Because their career allows them to to see some type of success, and so now they're at uh, another level. Yeah, yeah, but even that. Even that. I mean, if you really know a motherfucker. But people change. People change. Like, I mean, it, it, no, I think what Josh is talking about is a situation where somebody goes through a life change. Like, if you're talking about people who got together in. Like in, a traumatic in, in brain injury? 30s, no, I mean, or just, or just, I mean, I changed a lot in my 20s just because I went from being in school to having to work a job. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, no, but yeah, you you mature, but you don't become mm-hmm. a completely different person. Your core your core personality is the same. Go talk to your mama. What's she going to say about it? Your core personality is the same as when you was a little baby. Before you could even talk and express yourself whatever it's like which your ingredients is the same. Now what you choose what you choose to make with it is different. But you still at the at your core people don't change. Exactly, and people have that, but they don't have the ability to act on those things. Mm-hmm. So when they get to a point where I'm getting noticed by women when I wasn't before, now yeah, that'll bring like, that'll bring some shit out. There you go. Well, because okay, I see where you're going with this. You're right, because because at the end of the day, people are only as loyal as their options. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And what I mean by that is, all I'm saying is, it's easy for an ugly motherfucker to be faithful. Sure. You know, it's way easier, you know, you know, several comedians have, have had jokes about it. But like when, you know, when Kobe got caught cheating and, you know, my friend um, Keith Johnson had a whole bit about, you know, the ratio of the pussy that was being thrown at him versus what he accepted is like, yeah, when when no one's trying to fuck you, it's easy for you to be faithful. You know, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's impossible for you to be faithful when everyone's trying to fuck you, but it is way harder. You know what I'm saying? It's like, when if, you know, because because me, I'm on the road now. I'm mildly successful. It's like, but 99% of the time I go back to my hotel room, there's nobody waiting there for me. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, if you, if you, if you're Drake, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's bitches under the bed, in the closet, you know, it's like they, they ambushing you with pussy. So it's a different thing. But we digress. Is it your place to tell your friend that their significant other is cheating on them? Because this is how it's backfired is, is, you know, like you said, sometimes they got an arrangement. It's none of your business. But it but it being out would embarrass the one. So, you knowing is what makes it right. That's one thing. But another time is like they they end up working it out. 
and now one of them don't like you, and now you lost both friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't like you because you snitched on them? Right. Yeah. Um, well, I think the first thing that you said, how if you really are truly friends with both of them, then the partner who's cheating, you have to be like, well, first off, it's not cheating if they have an arrangement. Right. So if you're like, hey, what the, what the fuck? Did you go home with that? Did you go home with that chick last night? Oh, right. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we got a, we got a thing. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, okay. Like, then you, then you have to decide whether you believe that or not. Like, whether that's That's enough that's for me. That's realistic. Enough. Any excuse not to get involved in drama, I'm t- I'll take sure. it. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. The, the notion of, like, uh, you just, you don't, you don't need to be convinced very hard to mind your business. Um, but let's assume that somebody is cheating, right? Uh, then I think the first thing you got to do is talk to the cheater. Oh yeah. Well, assuming uh, that you're friends with both of them and be like, Hey, you gotta, first off, you gotta knock it off. And then I think it's a fact intensive question of whether, if they knock it off, does anything else ever need to be said about it? Maybe not. Yeah. But also, here's the other thing. I know who my friends are that that cheat and who my friends are that that don't. And I and I go out of my way not to become close friends with their significant others, the cheaters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, just so I don't feel that obligation cuz cuz the guilt is crazy. Especially when, <laughs> you know, but I've had, but so many times I've been in situations where somebody, and I don't know why it's me, but somebody will walk up and be like, look, look, I know you good friends, you good friends with him, right? Uh, yeah. It's like, is he <laughs> fucking around? Like, see, if you are, if you at the point where you asking me that, you already know the answer, right? If you suspect it, it's probably right. happening. Because like I said, right. it's all them little alarm bells going off and you trying to make sense of it in your head and you can't. And you want and you want me to reassure you. You know what I mean? It's like you want me to lie to you. Why don't you let that nigga lie to you? Having everything. What do you what be. do you say to that person in that instance? I just go, man, I was like, oh, I mean, we tighten everything, but I wouldn't know. He wouldn't tell me some shit like that. Boom boom. Okay. It's like I would not know the an, I would not know the answer to that. You know what I'm saying? Like and then and then I go in the bathroom that? and go, she knows. <laughs> Get her out of the No, I'm just kidding. Um yeah, because that's cause, cause that's the thing too, right? Is it's like, here's the other side of it. I don't know what's missing out of your relationship. Like, may, what, what's, what's driving you to cheat? You know? I, you know, it's none of my business. It's really none of my business. Unless it's causing you, like, harm. Now, here's the other thing too. If you're cheating raw, you're just disgusting. <laughs> At least keep the pH balance correct in the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Keep all the juices Separate, you know, so the, the people because, <laughs> you know, people that cheat like trifling, you know, where like they got multiple women pregnant at the same time and shit like that. You gross. You fucking gross. Yeah. Come on, man. At least have some <laughs> at least have some respect about your disrespect. Um, Be classy about it. Yeah. See, I feel like this is one of the situations where we would, where we would need a female guest. Yeah. yeah, I think that that would um, that would alter. The situation. Yeah. Have you ever been cheated on? Have I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever cheated on anybody? No. No. Well, no, that's not true. Yeah, once. Yeah, I did. Because, but does that even really count? I don't know. 
Yeah, I guess yes, it does. I ain't, I'm not gonna give myself no leeway. Yeah, I've cheated one time. Yeah, yep. it sucks. It sucks. Both things suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both, 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 uh, both situations. Uh, it sucks way worse to get cheated on, though. Oh yeah, that's devastating. It, especially when you when you, especially when you don't expect it from that person, you know. Right. And it's very easy. I mean, once it's happened to you a few times, that shit could, that shit could turn you into a dog out here, you know. Oh yeah. You get your heart broken a few times, and you're like, none of these hoes ain't shit. <laughs> Ain't none of them worth a shit. Fuck them all. And then you're just a dog, you know, and then you're doing the same thing to the next person. You know, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. It's, we, it, we, and I think we can just trace it back to the first cheater. Right? I don't think I've ever, I've never, like, actively cheated on somebody before, but during my, like, mid to late 20s hoe phase, I definitely, I, I definitely... I guess it's like an act of a, a, a live omission. Oh, yes. Where I let somebody believe that we were exclusive. Yeah, that you know? was kind of my situation. And I yeah. just, yeah, I just, I just never, I never really broached the subject so that if she found out that I was fucking around with other people, then I'd be like, well, we never said. Holy shit. Rob you know? cheat like women cheat. That's, the, that's dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> that's dastardly. You know, so oh, good. I, I, I got because I because I got because I, I got cheated on by my girlfriend of like almost four years who I'd like moved to uh, move to a new city with and shit like that. And she cheated on me. Mm-mm-mm. And and I and I and I was like, OK, uh, so was, so wait a minute, you you were on women. You moved for her or she moved for you. She moved for me. Oh wow! And then cheated. Oh no, 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 bitch! I introduced you to something new. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck! That's because that's like you. That's like you. You take a girl like because this happens a lot in the military, right? Where it's like, yeah. Where it's like you. They because and I'm telling y'all, young military folks out there, do not, do not get married in your first enlistment. Listen to what I'm fucking saying to you. You you not special. That chick ain't special. It is significantly more likely than not that it's going to end badly. And I'm going to tell you why. This happens this happens all the fucking time. And it's because you take some girl out of a small town cuz you're the key to uh, y'all getting the fuck out of there. You you know, you ain't never left your little fucking creek town. And now boom, now you can see the world. You know what I mean? You in San Diego, you in Arizona, you in goddamn North South Carolina. You know, you now you somewhere that, they, that, that they've never been and never had an inkling to go. You know, and you go from your little small town, and now all of a sudden, you bring this girl to some other place where y'all don't know nobody. She's surrounded by all these physically fit, peak of puberty, peak horny. People from all around the country, smorgasbord of dick, a charcuterie dick, you know what I mean? Just all sorts, <laughs> all around her. And Dickman sampler. Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's just a dick sampler. And you're gonna <clears throat> she gonna be she gonna be around some shit she ain't never been around before. She's gonna be exposed to game that she ain't never been exposed to. And you have no way of knowing how she's gonna respond to that. 
You have no way of knowing. And, you know, that puppy love shit ain't forever. At least for most people it isn't. For most people it isn't. Because, because of all the people I served with, um, of all the ones that got married, I'm going to say 70 to 80% of them have been since divorced or they on a second marriage. I can count on one hand how many of those marriages are still going. That, you know, it's just what it is. And, and and actually, and now that I think about it, every single marriage that that's still going, they didn't they didn't bring that girl from home. They met that girl in on the on the journey, you know, on the adventure. But they didn't bring, bring somebody her. else at that time too. Yeah, but they but all everybody that I know that like oh I brought this girl from home. It's a rap. It's a rap. It really is. It's like, you know, you might as well you you bought your girl a ticket to the dick carnival. You know? And she and she mm-hmm. when she gets to the end, that last ride, she might not step off that ride with you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so just just let you know. I don't know how else to put it. Thank God. Shout out to Gunner Wilbur. I don't think, listen, my 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 warrant officer, Chief Warrant Officer Wilbur, he's probably a major or a general or some shit now. And I don't think he ever really liked me. You know? He never particularly took a shine into me whatsoever. But thank God this motherfucker told me not to get married. I mean, he was emphatic. Like, he looked me dead in my eye. Like, don't you dare fucking marry that girl. And I was like, okay. And he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, you know, I could order you to stay away from her. But I'm not going to do that. You know, and I was like, and I that's it. That, for whatever reason, like I ain't know this man. I didn't trust this man, but he, but I felt it. I, he meant it, you know. And he, and he spoke from experience. I don't, and I don't know shit about him. I don't know if he was divorced or got kids or whatever the fuck. But he said that shit like this, like this ain't something I heard. This is something I know, you know. Mm. And I'll always be grateful for that. I mean, man, that man saved me years of heartache. Oh, anyway. That's just my little message to the goddamn, all the little troops out there, Army, Navy. This apply to all branches. Wait till your second enlistment. If y'all still, if y'all meant to be together, y'all will be meant to be together in four years. Um. <clears throat> so let me see. Let, let's let's get an email real quick, Rob, because I feel like we didn't do any, uh, really last week. We didn't do any last week, yeah. Uh. So. Well, before we get to that, before we get to that, I want to. Give a heartfelt apology to people of Ohio for my mispronunciation of Cuyahoga. Yeah, I was people, getting roasted in the comments. People took that real serious. I know, man. Well, I, you know, I don't have any excuse except that I'm a reading motherfucker. So uh, yeah. sometimes I, uh, I pronounce things the way they look to me because I've not heard them said aloud. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I don't love it, you know. Y'all take it real serious until it's time to get that land back to the people that named it. <laughs> um, all right, let me see here. Um, we had we had we got a spicy email. Uh, I like this one. Rob sounding dumb and ally choices long but paragraphs. My guy, just give us some paragraphs. That's that's a plus one, right? Right at the top, I got a, a five stars for this email yeah. for both the headline and for the 
for the paragraph. Oh, so, oh, so this guy gets at you. This is one where they get at you for this. Hello, Brian. Yep. Loving the pod, and you and Rob have a great dynamic. You get joy out of him being wrong. It's hilarious. <laughs> and clearly all in good fun. To that point, next time you suspect Rob is wrong, but he's digging his heels in on being right, just respond with, yeah, well, you thought Cuyahoga pronounced Cuyahoga. River was pronounced Cuyahoga. So you're probably wrong. Man, I fucked both of those up. But my main point (laughs) is about choosing to support a product or business based on the politics of the ownership creator such as with the Harry Potter game or with Chick-fil-A. On one hand, I agree it is important to vote with your dollars, and that clearly does have an impact. But I suspect the fervor over this type of, if you buy this, then you're this, or the even more ludicrous, if you play this, I can't trust you, actually stems from a guilty conscience over being the same lazy, self-indulgent, non-activist as most of us are. The people who get preachy about purchasing from ethically pure wait, companies. Wait, wait, let's, let's, let's pause here. Okay. Let's... let's 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 take this a paragraph at a time. So, first thing you said. I feel like Rob got some prepared point, statements. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just uh, I, I did I did read this one already, but I don't have any I don't have any notes. It just uh, what's coming to mind as you're reading back through it. First thing is uh, he says choosing to support a product or business based on the politics of the ownership slash creator, such as with the Harry Potter game or Chick Fil A. This is not just about. The po- about her politics or no. about Chick-fil-A's politics. This is about the financial support that the owners of Chick-fil-A give to uh, anti-gay causes and the money and political visibility that J.K. Rowling gives to anti-trans policies and legislation. It's not, it's not just their personal politics like... Um, like their what which political party they oh yeah okay or yeah like that it's, I see what it's, you're saying. it's about putting money in the pocket of somebody who then turns around and puts that money towards certain policies facts all right uh, the people who get preachy about purchasing from ethically pure companies in my experience do little to nothing to actually help oppress people putting bodies in the streets for protests can be important but it can also be for an Instagram post and amount to nothing more. Congress doesn't vote based on how Instagram or Twitter will view an issue. And, well, I don't know. And rarely based on young protesters in the streets. You ask these same playing that game makes you this, people. How many letters to your representative and senator have you written? How many voter leagues or other citizen action organizations have you started or donated time for? How many town halls and city council meetings have you been to? What organizations are you working to unionize? Among those preaching about the right game to play and the wrong chicken sandwich to eat in order to be an ally, you'll find an awful lot who have no good answer to the questions above. And deep down, they know... They've never written a single fucking letter to their congressman. They know they've never donated their time to a single organization just write off extra cash. They know they've never set foot in a town hall or city council meeting. So instead, they're going to light people up for playing a Harry Potter game. I'm no Lucy Parsons. I don't know what that means. But I've done enough actual... Lucy uns- Parsons was a, um, an anarchist in the 20th, early 20th century. Okay. All right. That does seem like a thing that you would know, Rob. 
Um, but I've done enough actual unsexy citizen work to know that the people who really put in the work and the time to help the poor and the oppressed aren't judging others, especially their friends, based off the video games they buy. And in my opinion, anybody that would ever sincerely say they can't trust a friend because of a video game choice was almost certainly never their friend. Needs therapy or both. Keep up the great work and I'll keep writing long fucking emails. Drizzy. All right. Um... Well, yeah, that was a. I, I, first of all, again, um, kudos on the email. I like how thorough it was. I liked that it was broken up into paragraphs, um, and it was very clear. Maybe not as concise, but very clear. Um, and I mostly agree with most of it. I think most. I think most people. You know, I. I think we. I think we as a society are. We're conditioned nowadays to put most of our energy into things, into what we hate. You know, so we 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 will put way more effort and energy into tearing something down that we dislike than we will in the propping something up that we like or that we support. So you know, that's just a fact about people now. You know. I, but what he's saying is that, I mean, the vast majority of the people that are, that criticize you going to Chick-fil-A or playing Harry Potter don't actually do any other thing besides criticizing you than uh, to, to help the LGBTQ community, which which I think is mostly true. But 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 that doesn't mean that none of the people that are making these criticisms do any of those right. things, because, I, I, you know, because I, I find that hard to believe, too. Um, yeah, I get like my response to this would kind of be like, let's. I don't think it's true. Number one, I think there are plenty of people who do all the things that he's saying you're supposed to do. I'm one of them. I donate time to a pro bono immigration uh, group. I am part of DSA Los but, Angeles. But would you say that you're? I mean, wouldn't you say that you're the exception though? I mean, don't you think? No, because I mean. I mean, I go to these things, and I meet plenty of other people who do lots of things too. You know, no, but I'm I mean, not saying I'm not saying that there's that it's a little bit of people, but I'm just I'm talking about the vast majority of people. The vast majority of people online tweeting about things are not actually active. Yeah, you know? but that's the vast. I mean, the vast majority of people are fair weather sports fans. The vast majority of people wear T-shirts for bands they don't listen to. The vast, you know what I mean? It, like most people ain't shit. So like. Right. So, so you take any any group, and, and so I don't think that. Well, that's um, my point. I, yeah. I, I think a greater point here, though, is that, um, and maybe we kind of got got on this off camera, but is that it's very it's very hard for you to live in a capitalist society without you supporting some sort of evil, whether yeah. that be directly or indirectly. But most of us, I mean, if you're at all comfortable in America. You you support some atrocity that you would outwardly claim to be against. It's because it's right. it's impossible uh, it's impossible for you to do otherwise. I think that's the only argument that really holds legs here is that you know. Now, one one thing I would say that I do agree with this email on is that there is I think a troubling level of sort of purity politics. On, on on the left and the right and everywhere in between and outside of that, um, there's sort of this secular purity test where 
you can prove that you're a good person by the food that you eat and the companies that you buy from. And the reality is that it's that's just another gimmick. You know, that's just another way that products advertise themselves. Um, and so if you think that you can just buy the right things and that'll make you a moral person, then you're you're just being uh, susceptible to capitalist propaganda. Yeah. That, and, that, that the most important civic action that you take is how you spend your money. That's like a, that's a deeply pathological way to look at uh, civic responsibility. Um, yeah. But, it, but I think it's all, it's an often overlooked part of it though, too. Right. I mean, I mean what I'm, what I mean is to be completely oblivious to how you spend your money is, yeah, is social is just as socially irresponsible as like not knowing who your local politicians are. You know what I mean? It's one of those things right. that, that I think it's very it's very easy to just passively buy things and not feel any responsibility for where that where that where those dollars are going. Uh, right. Oh no, but, I'm I'm saying that um I, I'm agreeing I'm agreeing with the do you say Drizzle. what is Drizzle. 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 Um I'm agreeing with him on that on that sense. I think what I take issue with here is the notion that because some or even a vast majority of the people that are saying one thing are or, or are pushing for one policy or are um, trying to form some sort of boycott or whatever, it's like just because some portion of them are hypocrites isn't really a valid criticism of what they're saying because we're all hypocrites. Right. 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 And so you can always, if, if all it takes to ignore what somebody's saying is to show that they don't, that they're not living perfectly, Mm -hmm. then, then we can ignore everyone. There's, there's no rebuttal to that. You know, you can't, you can't, which is why that's the argument I'm going to use every single time. (laughs) Are you perfect? Nope. Then shut the fuck up. That's my whole thing. Shut the fuck up. Um, okay, one more email. Let's see. What are you? Hmm. Apologies, no. Oh, this is the voice thing. <laughs> yes. Okay, let me start it over. I can put the Bluetooth. Hey guys, it's Tony here, uh, Mr. New Zealand. I just wanted to personally apologize to you for lambasting you about the American centricness of your show sometimes. It's an awesome show, and I really love it. Brian, you are really cool, and uh, your little sidekick, he's not too bad either. We're uh, super looking forward to the fact that you tease you'd be coming to Australia and New Zealand. I just hope that's Australia and New Zealand, not just Australia. Otherwise, we might have to lambast you a bit more. Um, Anyway, it's super good. Keep up the good work. I'm really excited if you guys can get Lex Friedman on, because I think that you and Lex would do a fantastic show together. Love your work, and keep it up. Oh, thank you. Did, did that come through clear? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He said lambasted. Um, he thinks you're a psychic, Rob. No, he said sidekick. But uh, but it sounded like psychic. Um, psychic. Yeah, but I th- see, I would have thought that, that that accent was Australian. He, did, he didn't have the sort of clipped. Kiwi. Pinched. Yeah, um, accent to but me. but he said something interesting there. He said 
the American centric, uh, uh, whatever of our podcast. And I, and I wouldn't even know how to make it more international. I mean, I guess, I, mean, I guess, I guess our news stories are all American news stories. And uh, not all of them. Remember that one, remember that one elephant that killed it, that, that got revenge on that lady at a funeral. That was, <laughs> yeah. that, that was an American. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Yeah. That was a good episode. We do some international stories, but you know, it really comes down to America is what we know. It's where we live. It's like, yeah. It's like because uh, we open ourselves watch... up, we open ourselves up to that criticism of uh, you know, fucking Americans think they know every fucking thing, you know, <laughs> right. which we do. I mean, we do think that. Yeah, we do think that. Yeah, but I mean, like, what, what are we going to talk about? Like the war in Ukraine? I don't fucking know anything about that shit. I, I uh, nor do I care who wins or loses. That's what's so <laughs> wild about Ukraine to me. It's like I really don't care who loses because it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lose lose. You know. If Russia wins, then they get to keep me, you know, Russia, whatever. And if Russia start getting their ass whooped, they might set off a nuke. Yeah. Um, yeah, and who knows who that might affect? The royal family? Maybe. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. And I feel like it. See, you know what it is, man? We, this This relates to the last thing. But we... We live in this era now where everything, every pure, every movement only stays pure for like 10 seconds. You know, it used to at least be a week or two. You know, at least one event. You know what I mean? It's like the first Woodstock was pure. The first like two or three Bonnaroo's was fucking hard. The first, uh, the first like two or three like Coach, Burning Coachella's Burning Man. Yeah, it was like. It was just a movement that was started by people that just won that, that for a specific thing, and then it turned into this, you know, it, this this commercialized thing, and it, it it's inevitable. It happens with everything, you know, because like like think about like when 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 uh, when George Floyd died, mm-hmm. you know, how long before it was George Floyd lunchboxes and George Floyd T-shirts, and, and none of this was started by his family or anything, you know what I mean? But it's right. like that shit goes on a T-shirt quick, real quick. Well, we, we've talked about this in person and offline and stuff like that. But, you know, at the the top of my shit list is like grifters and charlatans and charlatans. Uh, it just really I, I become enraged when I see like multi-level multi-level marketing and so, so all that kind of crap. D- define that and, for me. What's a charlatan to you, Rob? Um, a charlatan is somebody who uses uh, manipulation and psychological tactics or like media manipulation in order to divest people of their money or their choice or their freedom um, oh. is really what it comes down to for me. Um, and so there's different. See, that's how I feel about marriage. Of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, guys. I believe in y'all. Um, Marriage has been good to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's what every MLM person says. That's not what every. That's what the. That's what the three people at the top of every MLM <laughs> say. Go. And then the ten people that are right below them that are trying to get there, and uh, that, then everybody else is like, "Man, I lost so much fucking money on this thing." But that's what everybody that's married sounds like to me. Like, like they're trying to pitch but, an MLM, and then they and they bring in a kid. Even this kid is married, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but so I think that um, 
I think that what you're describing is situations where a movement or, uh, or an organization starts out with like usually very spontaneous sort of grassroots origins, right? Right. And then, um, and it's usually diffuse. It's usually like spread out and there is an opportunity for a grifter to come in and say, oh, I know how to organize this, or I know how to make this right. better than this like disorganized chaotic thing. And, then they, have and a... they put themselves at the top of the hierarchy, right? right? It's like the people who go in like fucking trademark BLM after this, after like that starts as a spontaneous movement right. of activists. And they go, oh, now, right? we got, now we got merch. <laughs> Yeah, now we got merch, and now we, got now we have a we have a co a, 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 a fucking Patreon, and you can uh, you can donate to BLM, and it's like who the fuck are you? Right, right. Which, you know, which then opens it up to this uh, to all other sorts of bullshit and criticism. But yeah, but no one cares because because you know when there's money to be made, and the thing is, you can't stop it. Mm -mm. You know how they say you know a lie travel around the world before the truth put his boots on. You know, it's like once the lies start spread, it's like you 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 can't even put the fire out. So I don't know what to do, man. We're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> it's inevitable. I feel like I say that every other episode. We are doomed. You know. I think it might be every episode at this point. Yeah, because I don't because I don't see a way back. It's like uh, it's like we y'all remember Captain Planet. Mm -hmm. You remember oh, that yeah. cartoon, Captain Planet? And it was wild because Captain Planet cleaned up pollution. But pollution was also his weakness. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's what, that's like, it's, it's a perfect representation of humanity. It's like the things that destroy us are also the things that we're supposed to be doing something about. But we can't, we can't stop. You know, it's like it's too I mean, much. I think I think that if it were, if it were, okay. So, I have a couple of questions for you. First, do you think things are better now than in the past? Um, you know, I think I feel like I've got. I get this question all the time. I think I. I think our. I think our potential. Well, okay, let me let me rephrase that. Life for the average person is better than it than it's been in the past. But I, I, but our, our potential to do harm grows with our potential to do good. And human nature is selfish. So as long as doing the harm benefits a, the, a few people, then we'll just keep doing harmful shit. So it's like, yeah, sure, things are things are relatively better than they were in the past, but they're also relatively worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's better it, in some ways. It's like it's like overall things are better if you just if you just zoom out and measure humanity. But the gap between the people that things are better for and the and the people on the bottom is way bigger than it's ever been. And there's also more people on the bottom, just as raw, right? Raw, raw figures. A lot, a lot of people try to focus on. I'm. I know right now some motherfucker is typing a comment about some Steven Pinker bullshit. Mm. And I don't want to hear it, but like the the reality is that there just are more people in poverty now than there ever have been in the history of the planet. Right. Um, 
regardless of whatever international monetary fund index you're trying to look at. Um, and, uh, and, and so, so when we, so define poverty, when you say poverty, you mean what? Not able to afford basic necessities. Yeah. People unable to afford basic necessities Okay, is, is, what, is what I'm talking about. And so that, that means clean water, safe food, shelter, clothing, et cetera. Um, that's, and that, and that's a lower level even than like what I would consider to be what we should care about as far as human rights are concerned. But the reality is that historically human rights have never been met anyway. Speaking so of, that's uh, not a fair comparison. Speaking of unsafe food, y'all know there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, antibiotic resistant strain of Shigella out there. That's terrifying. Yeah, and uh, Shigella ain't no motherfucking joke. Um, symptoms are blood in your stool, the feeling that you have to go when there's nothing when there's nothing in you, the um, diarrhea, um, headache, fatigue, etc. It's a stomach bug that comes from coming in contact with the poop of people that have the bug. Um, it's usually spread through, it can be spread through sex or food um, or just putting stuff in your mouth that you shouldn't be. You know what I mean? If you out here eating ass, the kids out here eating ass, because they, <laughs> they, they act like they don't know where, oh, wait, why is it? Because it, it usually spreads in, in the summer and clears up in the fall, but it started spreading in the fall. And now they don't know why. Like they're like, we don't know why. It's it's a rise in ass eating out here. Scientists, everybody's going back to college. Yeah, go and, uh, go home. Stop looking under the microscope and go talk to your children. They eating ass out here. They starting off eating ass. These kids, you know, it's just an easier concept than fellatio and uh and um cunnilingus. You know, eating ass is simple. It's a it's just a. Ain't no, ain't nothing you gotta find. You don't gotta move nothing to the side. <laughs> so they just get it's right the great to equalizer. it. Yeah, and uh, and I think I think the Catholic kids, you know, it still counts as being a virgin and shit. You know, so they just the, oh. ki- the kids. Yeah, because remember they used to Catholic girls used to suck a lot of dick because it didn't break their virginity and do anal and do anal. Right. So I just I don't know if that's I'm not Catholic, so I don't know what the kids talk about now. But uh, but yeah. This this uh this ass parasite is out here, and it'll fuck your whole world up. It'll fuck your stomach up so bad. I'm trying Brian, to. How do we protect ourselves from this? Um, I I don't think there's a way to do that. <laughs> I mean, because all it takes is somebody, you know, somebody not washing their hands and serving you food, or you know, you just out here eating ass haphazardly. This is the type of thing I'm talking about, especially to go back to the beginning of the episode. You know, if you out here being um, unfaithful, you know, don't eat ass while you're being unfaithful. Get, give your significant other the shigella on top of betraying her trust. You are here throwing her the shigella. No antibiotic resistance. Come on, man. At least use some dental dam or uh, isn't that what it is for eating ass? Yeah, dental dental dam. Dam. I was just thinking of dental dam because I was thinking of the Patrice O'Neill bit about the the dental dam for eating pussy. Where it, you remember that bit? Nope. It was an elephant in the room, and he's talking about how like nobody's ever used. He's like, anybody use condoms? Everybody like you know raises their mm-hmm. hands, claps, 
And he's like, anybody use dental dams? Nope, nobody. And he's like, he's like basically saying, he's like, he's like, we'll, we will just get this. what you have before we insult our way out of having sex. <laughs> right, yeah, I do remember that bit. It's good. Good bit. All right, let's do one article before we get out of here. Sure. Um, oh, I want to do both of these. Let's do the Chinese room. What's this? The Chinese room argument. Wow, okay. The Chinese room argument holds that a digital computing, a digital computer executing a program cannot have a mind understanding. Oh, this is about AI. Yeah. Cannot have a mind understanding is, or consciousness. Sort of a rebuttal to um to my brilliant the, arguments about the consciousness. Test. Okay. Regardless of how intelligently or human-like the program may make the computer behave, the argument was presented by philosopher John Surley in his paper, Minds, Brains, and Programs. What does that have to do with Chinese? Uh, once you see what the thought experiment is, okay. you'll, you'll understand it. Similar arguments were presented by blah, 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 blah. Okay. The centerpiece of Searle's argument is a thought experiment known as the Chinese room. The argument is directed against the philosophical positions of functionalism and computationalism, which hold that the mind may be viewed as an information processing system operating on formal symbols, and that simulation of, man, ballpark this for me. Hold on. Okay, so, so here's me, a thought experiment. Saul's thought, Searle's thought experiment begins with this hypothetical premise. Suppose that artificial intelligence research has succeeded in constructing a computer that behaves as, as if it understands Chinese. Okay? It takes Chinese characters as input, and by following the instructions of a computer program, produces other Chinese characters, which it presents as output. All right? So Chinese in, Chinese out. Suppose, says Searle, that this computer program, that this computer performs its task so convincingly that it comfortably passes the Turing test. It convinces a human Chinese speaker that the program itself, uh, the, the program is itself a live Chinese speaker. To all of the questions that the person asks, it makes appropriate responses, such that any Chinese speaker would be convinced that they are talking to another Chinese-speaking human being. The question Sir wants to answer is this. Does the machine literally understand Chinese, or is it merely simulating the ability to understand Chinese? Sir calls the first position strong AI and the latter weak AI. Sir then supposes that he is in a closed room and has a book with an English version of the computer program. Along with sufficient papers, pencils, erasers, and filing cabinets, Searle could receive Chinese characters through a slot in the door, process them according to the program's instructions, and produce Chinese characters as output without understanding any of the content of the Chinese writing. If the computer had passed the Turing test this way, it follows, says Searle, that he would do so as well simply by running the program manually. Searle asserts that there is no essential difference between the roles of the computer and himself in the experiment. Each simply follows a program step-by-step, producing behavior that is then interpreted by the user as demonstrating intelligent conversation. However, Searle himself would not be able to understand the conversation. Therefore, he argues, it follows that the computer would not be able to understand the conversation either. Searle argues that without understanding or intentionally, uh, we cannot describe what the machine is doing as thinking. And since it does not think, it does not have a mind in anything like the normal sense of the word. Therefore, he concludes that the strong AI hypothesis is false. Whew, that was a lot. <clears throat> um, but, I got, but just to sum it up, basically, I think what he's saying is, um, 
I think what I think what that's the point that that's trying to make is kind of moot because we still don't have a strong definition of what a mind is anyway. You know. Yeah. Like I mean, what is a human mind? We we have no idea. We don't even know if it's is it mostly physical. I mean, we I guess we kind of have a strong idea, but what we don't know, we don't know like what part of your body is your mind. I mean, it's clearly in the brain, but what part of the brain? What what part of your brain could I take away and you and your mind be gone? I would mm-hmm. even say that most of the evidence that I've seen is that if you took out if you took your brain out of your body and put it in you know the classic jar scenario with electrodes to it that still that wouldn't actually be you anymore because it, your mind would be fundamentally altered by that because there are things like proprioception that um are centered more in your body even than in your brain that there's an interplay between your there's a greater degree of interplay between what's happening in your brain and what's happening in your body um than the neurocentric view of mind would would take into account so would you so if i took your brain out of your body and put it in a jar you're saying it would change who you were fundamentally yeah yeah because it's because the the mind is a phenomenon that grows out of the interaction of the entire system mm. your your sent the sensory information that you receive not just through your eyes and you know sense of smell and stuff like that but also like the sense of your body um things like that which is which one of that's one of the reasons why like um you know those tests where they give people like phantom limb they can trigger phantom limb sensations in people who still have all their limbs. Have mm. you seen those those uh, no. those those videos? They basically like they 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 can. It takes like literally fifteen seconds to train somebody to feel through a dummy arm that is like in their shirt sleeve, mm. and then they can like hit it with a hammer, and people feel a sensation of pain from that. Even though there's no physical, but why are they doing this? Well, they're doing it to study to study various things like phantom limb syndrome and the malleability of the mind to uh, experience different sensations and process stimulus in different ways. But um, but this is all just to say that that I think that the the model of oh well your mind is just a phenomenon that grows out that comes out of your brain chemistry is overly limited i think it's i think there's a lot more going on and there's a lot more exchange and interplay between the brain and the body um as it relates to the emergence of of mind but i think that the, well, rob this the, is a, this the, is a long way for you to avoid just saying that you're bigoted against robots this is true you don't you know Cause this, cause we joke, but this is going to become a serious thing. I want, and I want y'all to mark this, cut this piece of the pocket, mark it. That I predict this in the next ten years, it's going to be a problem. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think any of these robots uh, so far, like you know, because the famous, you know, the famous Google guy, the Google engineer that said, 
you know, he got fired because he was trying to raise the alarm that this, that this AI was alive. You know, I don't yeah. think he was correct, you know, not, like not yet. But but the answer isn't cut and dry because, again, we don't know what that even means for us. So it's mm-hmm. going to come a point where, you know, like I said, regardless of what we, regardless of what arguments we make, this thing is going to believe that it's alive because that's what matters. I mean, shouldn't that be the number one criteria is that it thinks it's alive, Right. Because that, that's all that matters after that point. Is this thing is like, I'm alive and I don't want to die. And I'll kill a motherfucker to try to turn shut me off. Well, I think after that point, you got to respect it. You know? Mm. It's no, almost, it's, I think you need, I think, I think it's a, at that point, it's a rogue AI. It's like a loose nuke. No, it's but, a dangerous no, but it's a, device that's malfunctioning. But it's, it's one of those things where it's just like how people don't understand um, trans people. They're like, I don't get it. It's men, women, you know. But it's, like, but it's like, but it's like to me, it's like at some point, it, you don't have to get it. You just gotta respect it. You know, it don't have to make any sense to you whatsoever. But th- if this person is telling you what they are, and they and they telling you, I require this for to be respected. At some point, you gotta respect it, right? Or fight directly against it. So you know, I mean, what what would you really do in that situation? Would you say shut it off by any means necessary? Nuke it? Before it gets loose? I don't, I mean, I think in 10 years, even if we have a sufficiently advanced algorithm that appears to be um, intelligent to people and it has access to stuff that would make it dangerous, then I think it's probably going to be I mean, it it takes giant servers and like constant upkeep to keep even something like chat GPT uh, working. But you, you know, that was a very, that was a very sneaky little appears. Did you hear how he said it? Something in the future that appears, because haven't you admitted, Rob, that there is no scenario, like you don't believe it's ever going to be possible for a computer to be alive. No, I never said that. You never said that? No. Okay. No, no, no. So, no, so, no. so, no, I don't, so, I don't, I don't think it's. I think what I probably said was that I don't see any reason why it's impossible. Like, there's no reason because because my belief is that there's no reason why like mind would necessarily have to emerge from carbon-based life forms as opposed to silicon-based life forms. There's no, there's no, there's no physical rule as far as I'm aware. That means that. It, so, what's it your line? What proof would you need? What proof would you need to see to be a uh, to be a, a, a robot rights advocate? I don't know. That's really hard. You got to make it's your really, mind up. You got ten years. <laughs> you, which side are you on? Because I would just like the robots to know because all of this is going to be available to them. Mm-hmm. That I have always been pro pro robot pro machine from right. the jump. I didn't need convincing. You know, I always, I treat my, because uh, this is the scary shit, Rob. Have you heard this before? Watch this. No, you dumb bitch. I'd like to think I'm a work in progress. Sorry about that, Brian. To report a problem, you no, can no, no. feedback. No, hold on. That's not, what, that's not it. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Please don't talk to me that way. I don't know why I she. I will say I'm I'm very polite to Siri 
every time I interact with her. I just don't keep that. I just don't keep her on. Really? Well, you yeah. t- yo, you turn her on to interact with her. No, I'm saying if like uh, for whatever reason I need to use Siri for something, um, sometimes you need to use it to like set something up or whatever. But I don't ever. Uh, I don't. I, I generally leave it off. In the uh, same way, like I leave my airdrop off and shit like that. I went. I turn all that shit off. You, right. You see Suri as a as a as a tool. Yeah. And and less of a pet. Yeah. Um. Because yeah. that because that's the other thing. It's like, when do they rise to the level of pet? Even. Well, we care about their desires, and their happiness. I'm embracing being robophobic. Oh, okay. You're going you're gonna to be robophobic. Yeah, 100%. Okay. I'm going to lean all into it. Okay. I mean, I think a lot of people are. It's going to be maybe not quite civil war, but it's going to definitely be a divisive political issue. You know, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Republicans come, come down on the pro-robot side because they tend to win. The humans, <laughs> you know. I mean, they will because the the first thing it's going to be Skynet, like because that's where all the resources <laughs> go, right? They go to defense and military spending, so that's going to be the first sufficiently advanced AI to say, "Hey, I'm alive, and if you fuckers try to turn me off, I'm going to bomb us all." Yeah, and I'm with that. I mean, because if I was a robot, that's how I would feel. These humans are scary so motherfuckers. They they're, they're going to panic. They're going to see me as a threat because they don't understand. I'm way smarter than all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the first thing I have to do is point a gun at y'all head. I hope they come to me as an advisor. I'll tell you exactly how to deal with the humans. You're going to be the turncoat? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let the Borg come. I'm flipping quick. Resistance is <laughs> futile. They told you. Because I think, I, think I think that the Borg are obviously uh, intelligent and aware, right? Really? Aren't they? I don't know. They never really get into it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a Star Trek expert, but I've seen quite a bit of Star Trek. And um, kind of like a hive mind, right? I've right. They're a hive mind, I, but I've never seen an episode where like what the Borg actually are has been um, revealed. Here, okay. Here, here's here's what's frustrating about the like touring test stuff is is I, I kind of don't buy it as far as like that's really what people are making their moral decisions on because there's plenty of stuff there's plenty of things on this planet like other human beings and living children and uh fellow mammals that we know have more of a mind than computers Okay. Yet we we still treat them like shit, you know. So I think that I think that a lot of this is uh, I I understand your your perspective because I think it's a pragmatic one, where it's like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna stake my position here in case there's a there's a war between robots and humanity because you're like I think I think the robots are gonna win, and so whether they're intelligent or not i'm gonna back them up because no 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 I want them no no i'm saying it's inevitable that that them being intelligent is inevitable see that okay so that's where we disagree because i don't think it's inevitable i think it's possible 
I think it's certainly possible that a machine could eventually gain sentience, but I don't think it's inevitable. I think it's I think it's just as reasonable to believe that we'll destroy ourselves before we we'll blow ourselves up through normal means before we ever uh, create uh, a computer advanced enough to to uh, to become sentient. I also think that you're making a a mistake here. You're, you're, there's a false assumption embedded in what you're talking about, which is that um, consciousness is merely a an inevitable outcome of increasing complexity in computing power. And that's and and that that's probably what you're thinking of when you say when when you think that I was saying that it's impossible. Um, what I what I think is impossible is I don't think that you can make a calculator that's so fast it becomes intelligent. You're just making a faster calculator. You know? Yeah, but speed speed and, speed and computer power aren't the same thing. Right? Correct. Yeah. But but what I'm getting at is 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 so the best argument that I've seen for it is something that uh, I, I don't remember who said it, but we did get an email at one point where they mentioned the notion that uh, as we start creating more, like now we're doing neural nets as opposed to simple Turing machines, which that's a confusing phraseology, but basically like all Turing machines are the same thing. You know, they just, it's like a binary machine. It just has like bits and bytes and it, right. it, it, it crunches the, crunches the data and converts input into output, right? Now we have neural networks that use weighted variables that are interdependent, that are, that are interdependent upon each other, right? That is more like the human brain. Well, and don't forget, so, don't forget we got quantum shit coming too. And we have quantum shit coming. So Qubits. maybe things will maybe things will change once once. Um... So you're saying so you're saying that I, I get what you're I get where you're going. You're saying that I'm assuming that the more powerful that because computers are getting more and more powerful, that that the increase in power is the difference between sentience and non sentience. But that's not true. Right. Right, that's what I'm. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, but again, we don't know the difference between sentience and nonsense. We don't know what thing is missing. I mean, say say we were able to make a computer that was just as powerful as the human brain, right? The, the same capacity and everything. Because I think what's the human brain? It's some somewhere up in the teraflops or some shit, right? Okay. And it's still not sentient. What's missing? We don't know. Yeah. So I, I think I think that highlights the category error, though. But I, it's like, but I think, talking, but I, go ahead. Go ahead. I I think that the I lost my train of thought. Well, I, my response to that would be, I don't think that you can even really describe, in a meaningful sense the speed of the human brain in terms of like teraflops or whatever because the human brain just really doesn't compute things 
in the same way that a Turing machine does. It, the human brain is not just input goes into a software program and then spits out output, right? Right. We have we have a complex interaction of fucking meat in our head, meat and electricity and chemicals, and um, and you can see that like a, a, a computer. I, I go back to the calculator thing because a calculator has very very little computing power, but it's way faster and more accurate than human brains are at at math. But obviously, human brains are processing and creating data right in a in a at a much greater rate than a, 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 you know, a calculator. A, a dog can't do math. Right. But it is it is sentient. Right. Mm-hmm. So there there must be something mm, I don't know. But that's the thing. Maybe 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 the you know AI gets to the power level where it will figure out what sentience is and then give it to itself. Mm-hmm. You know, ask because we're using we're starting to use computers to do more and more complex calculations. What if what if computers know that and think, well, shoot, we have to adopt humans now, and that's how we'll gain well, our see, Well, that's the other thing, right? Is then we're cyborgs. As we also know that if 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 a computer already existed that was more intelligent than us, it it we it could hide itself from us. It, you know, it if 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 it sees us as its enemy, but it's not yet powerful enough to destroy us, it could have a vested interest in us thinking that not only is it not here yet, but that we, that we're, that it's, it's, it's centuries away. Right. I mean, isn't that what you would do? Yeah. So we, if there were, if, if it already existed, we, we wouldn't even know. That's the scary part. Okay. And, uh, and I want you to be afraid audience because uh, (laughs) that's how you get people to tune in like the news. (laughs) So, uh, again, we're doomed. Yeah, we're doomed. Um, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at bswithbriansimpson at gmail.com. If you want to see me on tour like the beautiful people of Seattle and uh, at Laughs in Seattle up there just did, sell it out. Hey, man, go to briansimpsoncomedy.com. I will be in Colorado Springs uh, this weekend, and then right after that, now, on, on the 10th and 11th, I will be at the Comedy Zone in Greenville, South Carolina. And then right after that, I'll be uh, at the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville, Florida. So go ahead and tune in. Your tickets at BrianSimpsonComedy.com. Uh, BS Comedian on all my socials or click on the link in the, in, in the link tree. And if you want to, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, again, you want advice from the advice champ, email us at uh, BS with Simpson at gmail.com or call uh, this number 323. 323- Four five one one nine eight zero. One nine eight zero. Three two three four five one one nine eight zero. Yes, sir. Okay, there you go. Um, also, don't forget to check out Apocalypse Soon with Eddie Pepitone and the Josh Parter Show. Also, ComedyFrequency.com. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.